is video game music real music? I'm Kevin the Golden Bolt here on this episode of the Crubcast with my co-hosts Moriarty. Hello. Trav Guy. Woo! And Mr. Wolf Chaosan. That's me. What do you guys think? Uh, let's let's go in let's go in order. Sean, are, is video game music real music? No, yes, it is absolutely. You almost said no. <laughs> that uh, just end uh, the episode right there. Just cut it. <laughs> no, end. <laughs> so, Sean, tell us a little bit uh, about why you think yes before we uh, before we continue. Um, so the reason uh, that I think yes um, is because when, when you think about it, sure, there's ambience to a lot of these. Um, video games that we play but i've caught myself numerous times just like humming songs from say like banjo kazooie uh which includes multiple instruments uh i've listened to a lot of uh mcgordon who does a lot of like guitar stuff that i'm really into um i've listened to the reason i even thought of this topic was i was talking to somebody at the gym because i was listening to the quake soundtrack um and i was talking to somebody uh the first one the one with nine inch nails the one Uh, with one song no, was it quick? Are you sure it wasn't Sonic it? Mayhem? It was not Sonic Mayhem. Uh, mm. The song we were listening to was do, 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 Castle of the Damned. Um, oh and, wow, actual ambient stuff. Okay, yeah. Go on. So and he was like, "Oh, what is this?" I'm like, "Oh, you know, it's from Quake." And he was like, "Oh, so that's not even real music." And so we kind of got into like a real deep discussion about that um, because he was like, "Oh, that you know, it doesn't count as music. It's not really real." And I'm like, "It is because." music doesn't just have to be confined to this little box that we try so hard to uh, it, it's, I'll, I'll it's get the into same, it later it's the same discussion as our video games art which uh, is a uh, as a fun yeah. fact i wrote my uh junior year research paper on that topic because that was right when it was the big discussion point uh mm-hmm. and that was like when everyone was finally saying yeah of course it is instead of it being a, a debate and uh right. I still have most of that essay, um, but it's one of those questions where the answer is obviously uh, yes, of course Mm -hmm. it is. There are actual musicians that we know uh, Mm -hmm. that do video game music now. Uh, Everything in the Sonic series, for example. Uh, Trav, name a good video game song, period. Okay. Uh, Okay. I think a really good period is um, the 90s. Cause I I'm I'm chewing I'm covering up my face. Oh, that's why um, that's there. I was. I didn't very... think anyone. I didn't think I'd be talking this soon. <laughs> so for those in the audio uh, God, realm, yeah, for the audio listeners at home, I, I took a screenshot of my face and just copied my mouth because I was uh I was I, chewing. I, I, I'm not gonna lie. I was like, I thought I was like having a stroke yeah, for no, a second. I was very I was confused, like, am I? But I was like, do I acknowledge this or do I let it happen? I was like, am I dying? Is this it? <laughs> um. So. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to start this off this way. I, mm-hmm. I, was, I just thought I had enough time to finish my burrito. Um, Beautiful. <laughs> it's the end of the. Uh, it's the end of that one episode of uh, the. Um, what's the name of the show? <laughs> Screenshot it. The, um, the, the the spooky door, but the Twilight Zone. Oh, it, it just I yeah. thought I had time. <laughs> yeah, no, that you know that that's just Trav essence is Twilight Zone. I'm not explaining that. Yeah, but you um, understand. So when when you ask about like when does video game music well hold on so i i perceive the question as when does video game music start becoming real music 
in like mm-hmm. I like that question perspective. better. That's a better question. Yeah. Oh, okay. What 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 did you say originally? I don't care. We go with that. Yeah, okay, just cool. Go. Yeah, just um, talk. So like when I started thinking about like when did video game music start becoming real, quote unquote, mm-hmm. uh, was when it started using CD quality. So PlayStation era, back when you could actually okay. package in MP3 WAV formats into your mm-hmm. CDs. That feels like cheating as an answer, I'll be honest. But I think that that did help in winning people over from like public perception, at least starting to. Yeah. Um, Because I think that, uh, especially when you look at, oh, what was the guy that did the soundtrack for? uh, It was like a wizard game on the NES. He also did Pictionary. Uh, Um, Oh, I know who you're talking about. Uh, Tim. Tim. Tim something. Pictionary NES musician. Uh, Mm. If you are listening to this and you have no idea what I'm looking up. Yeah. Uh, Timothy Follin, uh, F-O-L-L-I-N. If you have no idea what I'm talking about, look it up. It, it's spectacular. Why did you go so hard with Pictionary? Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But he also did the soundtrack for uh, another game. It had like a wizard on the cover. I don't remember what it was called. Uh, but like that that dude knew what he was doing. He was not mm-hmm. just taking like music theory and bringing it over to the NES. He was like using it as his own instrument, which mm-hmm. uh, that might not be the best way to describe it. Uh, mm-hmm. So I like I think that the like that already started as early as the NES, but it didn't. Um, it, I don't think that it started winning over public favor until PlayStation era. Yeah, because isn't because I remember Stuart, Thank you, Stuart Copeland. Stuart Copeland. He I remember he did like the Spyro one of the Spyro soundtracks and I think the first three, um, maybe the first. Yeah, four. the first three. Uh, did you do Enter the he, Dragonfly? He, he might have done Enter the Dragonfly. But I remember, like, that happening, and my dad brought it up, because, like, I, I would play it on, like, the big, big screen TV, and my dad, like, somehow, like, knew that he made it. He's like, oh, I didn't know they made real music for these types of things anymore. Uh, and, I remember having that same conversation with my mom. Yeah, and it was, like, really, it was really interesting, because I'm like... I don't, who is Stuart Copeland? And then he explained the police and then like he played one song and I was like, oh, that makes so much sense. And that, I think that was really my intro to, you know, video game music is music. Um, That, that, that moment has always stuck with me uh, because I remember I was on the icy, the icy hub world or an icy level. And that's what he brought up. And I, I don't know. It's just a fond memory. Anyway, Moriarty, you video game music boy right so I, th- I think if we're talking about today anybody who answer asks this question um doesn't know what they're talking about right like uh-huh. just the the sheer asking of the question uh mm-hmm. highlights the ignorance oh i'm sorry i thought you said answering the question so i'm like yeah i don't know what i'm talking about <laughs> no and just by asking the question i think that you're highlighting your your ignorance right we have um, entire games that have been done by Hans Zimmer. Now he did Call yeah. of Duty: Modern mm-hmm. Warfare and Crisis uh, Two. Um, Crisis Two. He did Crisis Two, mm-hmm. uh, not Crisis as well, but Crisis Number Two. Crisis Two had a um, baller soundtrack too. Yes, yeah, yeah. incredibly yeah, good. Amazing. You got Mick yeah. Gordon doing all the Doom stuff. You you have you know early um, as we mentioned Quake with with Tret and Reznor, right? Mm-hmm. I mean the creator or Sonic or I guess, Mayhem Quake Two progenitor God. of industrial music showing up to do a a uh aesthetic you know that that fit quake and and mm-hmm. um there's there's no question anymore right when you have uh people who work at juilliard making music for uh deus ex human revolution mm-hmm. it is music right Amazing and there's no soundtrack. right there's no more question so it's so not a question anymore then let's jump right. to um 
what, in your opinion, M, was the moment that it became real music to you in your mind? So it's really difficult, right? Because I think this is a thing about age, right? Mm -hmm. If you are older and you heard chiptune music, then you went, oh, that's just squonks and squeaks and it's meaningless. Uh, but anybody who grew up afterwards knows that da 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 is one of the most iconic songs Mm-hmm. of of modern history right yeah. it's been heard by more people and it's remembered by more people uh and it's probably the most hummed thing on the planet right mm-hmm. i would bet more people sing that in america than any other song on any given week well and i mean give so- it another generation it'll be something skibbity no it'll probably right. still be mario it'll probably yep. still no like- let me have this no i'm not letting you take it <laughs> sorry um, i didn't mean to derail that don't lie to me um, My point being that music's always been music, and I think this is a question of people listening today to hyper pop and funk, and mm-hmm. um, you know, even even taking it so far as saying this sort of ambient music like uh, lowercase and saying, "Oh, that's not music," and that's the mm-hmm. same question as somebody like a Roger Ebert saying, "Oh." That's not art. Video games can never be art. And it's not a question, right? There are plenty of games that are art. And the idea that, oh, because it is interactive, it is no longer art has Mm -hmm. been disproven even by the art world. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, it's music. Of course, it's music. And when did it become Mm -hmm. music? The moment that it was sound. Okay. Let's save that for for another uh, clickbait podcast thumbnail down the line of our video games art. I don't (laughs) think we can get away with that one. I think that's too done. Um, no, I'll, okay, I'll say, okay, then hold on, hold on. We could do video games aren't art, and then we'd say, yeah, they are. And then end it. Just end it <laughs> right there. Try right to make there. a yeah. face for that thumbnail. Yes. Right now. There right we now. go. Perfect. I was going to say- hold on. Let me, let, me, let me try again. Let me try again. Sorry. Don't mean to- I was going to say while Trav does- There we go. Okay. That, that Sorry, audio listeners. I didn't mean that. That if happened. you want to listen to Trav screaming in the audio realm, you can go to crub.org. You can find all of us uh, in the audio realm every episode, <laughs> uh, outside of some of our bonus episodes, which are only available at youtube.com slash at official. Yeah, new, we'll make that an emote for our Twitch streams at twitch.tv slash crub underscore official, where we stream these shows live hey, money every for Tuesday my face. at 7 p.m. Eastern with an <laughs> exclusive pre and post show. Uh, oh, and uh, what else do I have to plug? Nothing for now. I was going to say... Uh, when we we're talking about Spyro, there's a funny story that I have that I think I also heard someone else have. So I may have subliminally stolen, stolen this it. now, I think. But I think I had it, too. Uh, which was that every time I heard of Stuart Copeland was the uh, the, the musician, the, the composer of the Spyro soundtracks, because I wasn't a huge Spyro kid. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I had a PS1, but I didn't have memory cards. So I only played the first, like, four worlds of Spyro 1 and then never anything else. But one mm-hmm. of my buddies in middle school and high school was a huge, huge fan. And so he would mention, like, oh, Stuart Copeland. And I, I don't know what it was, but every time I heard of Stuart Copeland, the drummer from The Police, I thought it was the Def Leppard drummer. And I was always so impressed that, yeah. uh, like, the dude's missing an arm, and he's composing video game music really well, and he's also in a really good band. And I was like, that's yeah. really cool. Now I know that's not the case. It's just a cop. So, hey, whatever. Yeah. But... Yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, I think someone else has had that thought Wait, as what? well. Someone in the Sorry, YouTube. Yeah. That, that just I, I, connected in my head. What? Because <laughs> yeah, he's in the I, police. I, I, I you don't have to that. explain. You don't have to explain. I'm just yeah. uh, dumbfounded. But I was going to say for me, uh, I've always had a weird uh, journey with music in that for some reason, it took a really long time for it to uh, connect with me as a, as a greater uh, art form. Like I knew it was, but mm-hmm. I didn't really actively listen to a lot of music in my, my younger childhood. It took until... 
GTA San Andreas with with their their rock soundtrack with Welcome to the Jungle and uh, mm-hmm. and Mother and um, White Wedding Part One, uh, which by the way yeah. they're still not a part two, and uh, all, all these songs that I really was like oh now I now it's there's something that's hit me as music you know what I mean yeah um, I think I had a very similar arc there and in the in the same vein uh, like video game music was a lot of the music that I would I would. Uh, think of when I was thinking of music at that point because I'm a nerd, but I still don't think super deeply about a lot of video game songs. They don't stick in my memory. So I was going to mm-hmm. say for me, it's actually probably more recent because I knew they were great, but it's not probably until my YouTube era that I had to start analyzing the music and had to start realizing, oh, this is composed really well, uh, even yeah. if I don't know what good composition uh, is you know uh, yeah. one it's example pleasing nonetheless yeah right one example that's a recent game that I want to highlight is uh, Octopath Traveler Two a game I, I started recently as my for me game that I'm not doing for content and here I am talking about it for content uh, the music Ironic. in that game is uh, just absolutely stellar uh, it's fully orchestrated they have multiple bands across the world doing this music and mm-hmm. it's so so good while following uh, from what I understand. The the compositional uh, chord progression structure uh, that is common in in Japanese orchestration. So it's like very jazzy, and it's uh, to the point that there are several songs that sound like other Nintendo songs. Uh, not that Octopath is a Nintendo game, but you can start hearing the similarities. And I think in this recent era of mine, now that I'm noticing stuff like that, I'm like, man, I, I appreciate it even more as an art form because you start hearing, oh, he, that's, that's the Smash Ultimate theme uh, pretty much one to one. And then it slightly changes or, oh, that's the main theme of Breath of the Wild. And then it just it goes down instead of up. It's incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wanted to highlight that one. Um, and then I was going to say in the greater sense, I think it's around the time that we had proper recording devices that it maybe became more of an art form in a wider sense. Because otherwise, you wouldn't be able to listen to these songs without booting up the game, going into a level, and then standing there and hoping there's no background, uh, you know, uh, sound effects. Right. Sure. Um, yeah. And there's a reason that, uh, you know, half of the LPs printed nowadays are uh, video game soundtracks. Uh, and mm-hmm. it's because yeah. Uh, yeah. Of, of that push. Yeah. yeah, we all want to hear that song, but we want to hear it without the bloops and bleeps on top of it. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, I've been thinking about it a little bit more because the question of, like, when does it become music? And while I, I feel that it is music much in the same way that the moment you call art art, it is art, um, I think perhaps I would say Monkey Island 2. And the reason mm. is because that's the first one that has dynamic music instead of music loops. It used okay, okay. the LucasArts iMuse thing where they they would allow it to have uh, music that they would create. And then as you did things and went into places, the music was changed. And that's mm-hmm. always the kind of the music that I really enjoy the most. Perhaps my favorite piece, when somebody says, hey, what's your favorite you know, video game music? Um, mm-hmm. The first thing that pops into my head is the Half-Life, Half-Life soundtrack, Song 8, which okay. is just this super pumped up metal which song, song that feels, uh, Song 8. I don't know what it's called. Oh, okay. It's just this, like, da 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 It's really good. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, it's like, I don't know. 90 seconds long it would probably go ultra viral on tiktok right like it's just this short great 
hard hitting thing. It's really good and it gives gets you pumped. And, you know, in a game like Half-Life, where it's primarily silent and you're just kind of wandering around and, you know, the mm-hmm. most you might get is the ambience of whatever's in the background and occasionally I mean, a bullet. Uh, sorry, I just I have more thoughts. Uh, I'll let you finish. When you're in that sort of an environment, right, and to then suddenly have this really hard music pumping up, it feels really good and it gets into you. And I've always had that sort of stuck in my head because of that. And all of these games where you have this dynamic or, or I guess, adaptive uh, soundtrack has always been the thing that sticks with me the most, even though if you were to follow it a little bit further back, I would say, you know, Sonic 2 or Mario is yep. maybe my most fond memory of a song. Yeah. Uh, right. Listening to, you know, the, the Green Hills uh, soundtrack, like what, that's, actually that's what everybody, Hill. you know, I have to be yeah. em- Emerald this. Hill. Yeah. Whatever it is <laughs> in Sonic, right? Yeah. Listening yeah. to these things and listening to Mario, man, right? Like those are the ones that bring you back. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Um, No, I was going to say, leading into this, I I don't know about your thoughts on the uh, Souls game. This is unrelated to what we talked about in the pre-stream, pre-show, which you could see live on Twitch.tv sometimes. Um, uh, Wait, where are we? Twitch.tv forward slash crub underscore official. Anyways, um, uh, my thoughts are that Dark Souls does something that uh, Half-Life does, um, where... Most of the game is entirely silent, and it's not until you get to, uh, in the case of Dark Souls, it's a boss fight, and in Half-Life, it's really just more scripted cinematic events, I guess. Um, That's when the music picks up, and it's not music that was intended to loop. You can tell by listening to it that this is not meant to be repeated. It has an outro. It doesn't just fade out, um, which a lot of video game songs, at least from that era definitely didn't do they were meant to be played over and over um and uh i think that uh really i was just going to compliment your point of bringing up half-life because i think you're totally right and i didn't think about that because these were definitely songs regardless of how it's perceived these are definitely songs that were intended to have a traditional musical structure of a beginning middle and end yeah. yeah, and they do not loop. You do not hear them again. They they pop up to give you that sort of feeling and vibe of being in that sewer or being on, yeah. you know, that plateau or whatever it is. I think that's really cool. You do get this a lot. It, it's versing that to something like a Doom or Doom Eternal, the 2016 Doom, where you have music all the time and it does kind of pump up during the fights, but it's really intended to be listen to during the fights with music that that leads you from arena to arena being less important whereas in a half-life that's the only music that really shows up i I just think that adaptive music is really interesting and we see this more and more as games go on we've got you know your i guess it's more in like the bigger open world type things like a far cry or a metro or i was even gonna highlight ones yeah 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 um, one I was going to highlight was uh, the the two most recent Zelda games, not just because of the fact that they have that contextual music, um, but because they then have been able to develop uh, the history of Zelda music, which is, you know, uh, a very lengthy, uh, mm-hmm. uh, renowned history where they built an entire game, Skyward Sword, off of the idea of we're not going to give you Zelda's lullaby until the very end. And mm. and it works. And so for a yeah. game like Breath of the Wild to give you like little bleeps and bloops again, almost little just mm-hmm. notes here and there that make you think, did I just hear the Temple of Time a little bit? Did I just hear uh, yeah. X iconic song, Y iconic song? And yeah. it, it, it makes that emptiness of that world feel more 
uh, intentional, which, you mm-hmm. know, it is in that game's case. And then right. obviously then there's the ability for it to become driving music, not in the sense of driving a car, but it, it drives you to do something because that's another issue that video game music usually has to tackle. It can be good music, but it also has to drive the player to keep going. It has to fit yeah. the 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 agency of the game. So mm-hmm. in the case of a Zelda in Breath of the Wild, uh, there's the, oh, suddenly there's a guardian. And when you hear the music change, you're like, oh, God, like I need to yeah. get the hell out of here. Um, or in the case of a game uh, like uh, I'll throw out Shovel Knight. Shovel Knight's a 2D side scroller, so you only have one direction you can go most of the time. But that mm-hmm. music is A, uh, composed entirely in the NES sound font. Uh, although it uses two of the Famicom channels that weren't on the NES. That's some deeper stuff that doesn't matter. Cheating. But it, like yeah. the rest of Shovel Knight, it restricted itself to almost exclusively that NES uh, audio palette and visual palette uh, just for the artistic intent of if we're going to be a retro revival, let's actually do it. But let's mm-hmm. do what we would imagine an NES game would look like in our minds as kids. And right. <laughs> the fact that, A, all those songs are, are are baller, they are so good, and every remix remix of them is incredible. Uh, the uh, the Propeller Knight theme is one of my favorite video game themes yes. ever, and it works in every remix. The, I was uh, just thinking of that mm. very same one when you were talking about it. Have you heard the Pocket Dungeon version of that one, the puzzle game I one? have not, no. Really good. It's like a lo-fi, almost a trap version of it, uh, and it's really incredible. <laughs> still Jay Kaufman, still Vert. I laugh, but that sounds yeah. great. It's, it's really, really good, and every single time that you're playing any stage in Shovel Knight, again, it's driving you forward, even if forward is to the right. To make you want yeah. to save Shield Knight, to make you want to uh, get to the end of the game. And mm-hmm. it, it's hard for a lot of games to have to balance being a good song, being a good video game song, and being a good song in a video game. Uh, Sonic right. does it incredibly well, probably better than anybody, honestly. Surprisingly, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they, they do very well. There's a um, lot of games that do all sorts of... Di- I, guess, I guess there's different implementations, right? So you have like the Halo version where mm-hmm. y- there is this sort of one giant set piece song that everybody knows, yeah. right? Like mm-hmm. everybody knows that and we all know it gets it gets uh, covered. You know, there was... um What is it? Jeff Plays Guitars version of it. It's oh, incredible. Yeah. We had the Absolutely. Two Games Tempos. Awesome. Uh, too many games. Yeah, the T-Pose. The which, biggest crowd of T-Posing Halo singers in history. Which I yeah. think is is where Trav came from, right? That, uh, <laughs> yeah, just, that's where he was summoned. I wouldn't so, be here without it. Trav came yeah. from a different T-Pose. We then did, well, we, no, we no, then no. did our T-Pose. No, he was born I'm rewriting there, history. And then he came back. Yeah. <laughs> he was okay. born there. So different T-Pose, but nonetheless. Um, so like that Halo you know, music. And, and again, um, yeah. if you haven't listened to Jeff Plays Guitar's version of the Halo theme played in the Doom version, holy shit, yeah. is it incredible. It's wildly good. Yeah. Uh, and the fact that you can do that. amazing covers, yeah. 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 And the, the fact that you can do that is, is really, truly just wild, right? Um, mm-hmm. But then throughout the rest of the game i can't tell you a single song that isn't the theme song of halo and, and like pointed out yeah. right it, it all becomes sort of ambient background noise versus something like a command and conquer which has uh frank klepacki who did all of their music and every one of those songs especially like the red alert theme and things like that these are all all songs that you can listen to in your car yeah. right mm-hmm. even though they are by all virtues 
ambient. And it, it's sort of interesting yes. to me because that song or those songs were things that were meant to be listened to because you're sitting there staring at little men walking back and forth. And, and you know, yeah. And I'll jump off that. Uh, Sean, I want to get back to you because your camera's back now. And uh, yeah. before before I do that, speaking of that, we're now in the era where uh, a lot of video game music is also being designed to be listenable as real music. So I'm going to shout out Cassette mm-hmm. Beasts. Uh, because mm-hmm. when you do the fusion mechanic where you and your partner uh, fuse into a new Pokemon of sorts uh, in the boss fights or in general, it turns whatever battle theme you were in into a, a vocal remix. So you hear the singer come over top and they're singing these corny, you know, I, I called it uh, butt alternative instead of butt rock uh, <laughs> type music. And it's all really, really good. Like the lyrics are corny, but it all just, it all works. And it, again, it drives you in the gameplay because all the lyrics are meant to be uh, something that matches the story of what you're doing. And so sure. it sounds kind of, you know, dorky in, in context, mm-hmm. but out of context, they're just good songs. So sure. yeah. Sean, jumping back to you, yes. uh, what would be your other top video game song that you would listen to that you could fool somebody into thinking is a real song? Or is it is a is a that's non a video question. game song? Sorry, not you know what I mean. Yeah. So, oh god, that's a good question because a lot of like Metal Gear Rising songs came to mind oh. as soon as you said that. Oh. Um, Devil May Cry fives. Uh, I am the storm that's approached. I forget the name of that. That's a great. But one. I have that one. Um, and sure, some of those even like Persona Five has a lot of songs in there too that I think you could just put on and. Oh yeah, it's jazz. I don't know jazz, so I'm going to listen to this. Um. I, one that I saw pop off recently on like a lot of social media has been Aquatic Ambience from Donkey Kong Country, <laughs> where a lot of people have been like, oh, where is this from? Blah, blah, blah. And like, it's an ambient song. Absolutely. But it, it kind of shows how impactful even just like the smallest, like, because the Super Nintendo didn't really have like the kind of sound graphic uh, sound chips that you saw and say like playstation one even the nintendo 64 which wasn't as great but the the interesting thing was aquatic ambience like still has a lot of that love thrown into it that i think a lot of people are now starting to realize like okay no this is actually huh i've seen people even like comment about it like huh this is this is from donkey kong i didn't know that they had actual music in that and it's really interesting to see people's viewpoints on games like that change. Um, and I wanted to jump into because you were talking about Zelda and how they play these songs. It's like oh, we're going to play Zelda play Zelda's lullaby towards the end. Another game that I think does a really good job of spreading out songs um, and doing these really cool motifs is Kingdom Hearts. Uh, in Kingdom Hearts, everyone knows like the title screen that like immediately gets you. They don't play that very often. There's a couple times where they play that, but there's theme songs throughout the entire series. Uh, Xion's theme is one of my favorite songs in that entire series. Uh, and in her song are parts of other people's songs. So like, for example, um, you get to hear Kyrie's theme played within it you get to hear Sora's theme played within it and even get Roxas's theme played in it and it's really interesting to me because it spreads these songs out so much that you get these little glimpses and like oh this I know that and you start to remember you start to recollect you start to like oh that I remember and you start to equate those feelings with those notes uh to the point where you're 
it really sticks with you throughout all that time. Um, did you destroy your mic? How would you know what? that if you haven't played Kingdom Hearts? I oh. was waiting on that. I was, I, <laughs> as soon uh, as he said it, <laughs> I know. I was. I, I was. Just, I can't believe I forgot. Yeah, we all do. I I've played every single Kingdom Hearts except for the phone one. I played them uh, via Let's Plays on YouTube. That's not true at all. I ha- <laughs> it's right over there. Uh, but God, I, I knew I knew it was coming. I knew the moment I said Kingdom Hearts, I like knew I had to keep talking or else it would have been sad. <laughs> no, we, like, we all we all were there right immediately. Um, but it's really so. Like I started because uh, I'm working on a video game right now and i really want to work on the soundtrack so i'm starting to learn how to really listen in on like keyboards and what have you and listening to the strings and the keys that they use throughout the kingdom Hearts series is really interesting because of how simple it is but how impactful those notes are because they connect to other parts throughout the game and i think music and video games tell such an interesting story um that Sometimes you could just listen to like an entire album and kind of, well, soundtrack, whatever you may call it. But like you can kind of like get the feel of the emotions they're trying to portray during, you know, key moments throughout a game. Oh, that's um, even harder in Kingdom Hearts' case because they also have to match the the motifs of Disney on top of the yeah. having their own mm-hmm. square influence. You know, mm-hmm. I, I'm assuming, I would think. I haven't played Kingdom Hearts and I admit it. <laughs> um, kind of, I would say yes and no they, they don't really like they try to go for the similar vibe of the disney worlds outside of frozen where they just play the song for some stupid reason and they don't even just play like a little bit of it they play the entire I'm, frozen that's song not a surprise and it's like i kind of it's one of those that like i respect that they tried it but i hate that it's the entire song you know mm-hmm. now trav um, i'm sorry sean were you, were you not were you done well i i was uh gonna bring up uh another you know well Go to Trav. Go to Trav. Okay. I, I was going to ask the same question to Trav. I didn't mean to cut you off, Sean. Sorry. Um, it's all good. I'll cry I, about I, it later. I heard the um, and I was like, ah, filler. Let me jump in. Trav, you haven't spoken in a bit. You can't say Doom. Uh, name a video game song that you think you would pass for traditional music as a way <clears throat> to convince people and be like, this is from a game. After they're like, oh, this is a really good song. My first thought doesn't count, so I'll give you another one afterwards. Um, my first yeah. thought was the soundtrack to Metal Hellsinger. Ooh, um, yeah. Legitimately includes a ton of metal vocalists, including... Uh, yeah. I feel like I'm pronouncing it wrong. Serge Tankian. Serge, Serge Tankian, yeah. I always feel like the J should be silent. Don't know why. Um, what's your uh, What's your favorite song see, on there, by the way? What's my what? Favorite song on there. Um, This Devastation, probably. Okay. I, you know, I can see that. Um, seconded by uh, Tankian's song, which, uh, if you don't know, no, is the vocalist from System of a Down. Um, legitimately, like, uh, just a good metal album on its own, but it's mm-hmm. music made for a game. Um, yeah, it's very well done. Uh, that, that feels like a, a, a cheap answer, though, because it, it was literally made like an album, and the music was... Yeah. Uh, I guess mixed in a way that makes it work for the game. Yeah, it's, um, it's all on a good beat. Um, they yeah. even had Randy Blythe in there, who I really like. Uh, uh, um, oh, Arch Arch Enemy. What's the book? anyway? Sorry, they had on. the singer from Lamb of God. A bunch of yeah. others. Randy Blythe. Uh, I want to say in the main campaign, every song has a unique vocalist. I could be wrong. Yeah, um, they all do. 
Well, let's see. Let me let me think back a bit. Uh, a song that I could pass off as. While you're thinking, I'll throw out one that maybe music. might stimulate uh, some your memory there. Uh, anything from Sonic Frontiers. Any oh, of the yeah. Kellen Quinn okay. stuff. Because uh, yeah. that is stuff that you can just listen to. I have that on my Spotify playlist because that is just good music. Yeah. I feel like a lot of people um, would have said Mario Odyssey too. The uh, the song Jump from Up Mario Superstar. Odyssey. That song yeah. was. I yeah. could see that. That song is incredible. I love that song. Yeah. That was very yeah. popular. I'm sure people have that on their, their playlists and stuff like that. Yeah. Assuming um, Nintendo oh, didn't take it down. Right. Yeah. You know? Yeah, Nintendo. Have they put their stuff up on Spotify? I, I don't recently? believe so. Or ever? Sega usually is the one who does. Yeah, Sega's, Sega's really yeah. good about that. Sega does that. Capcom uh, is recently also good at that. Well, Travis uh, is thinking of an idea. Uh, I'll, I'll throw out a song that that I've listened to for you know a decade plus, oh, okay. which is a song by Richie Havens. It's called Texas Lament, and it's uh, on a uh, a game called. Um, uh, the Pandora Directive. So it's, it's an old game. Nobody's ever played it. Nobody's ever seen this, right? Nobody's heard this song. Doesn't um, exist. It's really, yeah, it's not on any, you know, Spotify's or anything. You can find it out there on YouTube out in the world. Um, but it's a really, really good song. And um, I think it's really pretty. And I like the sort of the message behind it and things like that. So there are music songs out there for sure that, you know, uh, um, I could play that. And you would never guess that it was from a video game. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so the thought that came to my head, um, building off of Sonic, um, I I gotta go with like Sonic Adventure, anything Crush Forty from those yeah. games. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, I want to say I did pass that off as not video game music because I grew up in a, a family much like you guys have discussed, where uh, at, at least decade or two ago you'd be like hello mother this is music i like and they're like it's not real music it is video game music that's not real um but i I think that because of that like i would i I literally burnt a bunch of youtube videos onto a cd (laughs) to play uh because i didn't know how to properly like rip music so i just uh back in early youtube days like 2008 or so um found a really shady youtube downloader burnt a bunch of stuff to a cd and when people would ask what it's from i just say oh it's from an album i don't know yeah uh, because i idea. was too ashamed to be like no it's video game music because i didn't want them immediately to yeah. write it off as something and the reason yeah. i said the the Kellen Gwynn stuff specifically was because none of that sounds like none of the vocals or the lyrics rather sound like stuff that has to be in a video game like the um escape from the city for example if yeah. you if you know anything about Sonic, you know that that song, the moment you listen to it, is a Sonic song. Uh, And a lot of Crush 40 stuff is that way. That's not a bad thing. I I love the Crush 40 music, but that's stuff that I I wasn't going to mention because there is that element of why are these lyrics kind of sound corny? Are these these actually lyrics or are these like, this is a video game song? Right. Um, I think that's valid. Yeah. Uh, There's sort of this, I think with a lot of music though, right? There's a difference between something that is made in sort of a commercial corporate way and something that is uh, a song that is maybe more listenable or intended for listening. Yeah. For example, you know, make taking it out of video games just slightly uh, theme songs for TV shows. Right. Mm -hmm. And I'm immediately thinking of uh, Sims theme song for, um, Attack on Titan. It's called the Rumbling. Oh, that. It's a really good song. Super enjoyable. Very listening. You know, it's enjoyable. It's a good song. And if I were to tell you that that is a song that is 
an anime show theme song, right? Yep. The people who immediately don't like anime, um, rightly so, right? They would go, oh, well, that's a bad song inherently yeah. because of the topic, yeah. right? I do that. And I, I think that, that happens with video games a lot, too. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Which I, is, uh, that's a funny double standard, too. Because yeah. like, then you have, For- like, Friends, which is just a song. Right. Right. I, uh, so funny thing that was actually circling back to something that Trav talked about earlier, or maybe Kevin, maybe I'm stupid, but, um, oh yeah, Kevin, whenever you talk about your, uh, one of your papers that you did about, uh, you know, in school and whatnot, my senior exit paper, uh, they allowed us to either just turn in a paper or get to, you know, uh, say what's on your paper. You get to do like a speech and everything. And I love speeches. I love being in front of people talking. Um, so what I had them do, because I wanted extra points, uh, because I didn't want to be stupid and, you know, fail. So um, true. But so I did a, I, my paper was on the Metal Gear Solid 4 ending uh, about how at some point in time, everything has to end, whether that be our heroes, our time together as friends and what have you. And a song I played uh, was Father and Son. And I played, I made a person sit in like the. It was like a Windows 98 computer. It was not 98. I did not graduate in 1998. Don't worry about that. Ooh. But it was like a Windows 98 computer. And I had him play like uh, Father and Son from Metal Gear Solid 4 uh, at like a certain point. And afterwards, my teacher was like, who made that song? And I was like, oh, it's some composer. Uh, oh, I forget his name. But I know he's like from Japan or something. I don't know his name. They're like, oh, that's like really cool. Um but it was like one of those really interesting moments where I got to use a video game song in like a real life situation where I got to see people actually really appreciate that. And then I had some like colleagues, and I even, no, peers, whatever, who gives a piss, uh, who were asked me about it. I'm like, oh yeah, that came from Metal Gear Solid. They're like, I don't remember that. And I told them it was from Metal Gear Solid 4. And that's, then that's 30 hours into this game. Yeah. And they were like, oh, I don't own a PS3. Me I'm like, that's that stranded. That's fair. Um, but. It's really interesting to me to see people's uh, reaction whenever they don't know it's from a video game or like an mm-hmm. anime. I've even yeah. played like I've played like a bunch of anime intros. Uh, like I'll play like JoJo's intros to people, um, which I need to stop doing that in public places. But <laughs> you're just in, yeah, you're just in the bathroom at an airport blasting JoJo music. Yeah, I don't. I'm not even getting on a plane. I'm just there. Um, <sighs> But it, it, it's always been really interesting to me because, like, I grew up learning how to play instruments. Uh, I learned how to play guitar by reading, drums by ear, uh, bass by ear, and piano by ear. So now I'm starting to, like, dive deeper into, you know, what makes this work? How do the notes work? How do you make this all work together? And to see pretty much, like, a storyboard with a lot of these songs is really yep. interesting to me. Um but yeah, that's, uh, I don't know, that was just a random thought I had. No, I'll throw that away now. I'll jump off of something you said, because you gave me a really good bouncing point there. Uh, mentioning Kojima, uh, immediately when he said Metal Gear Solid 4, I thought of uh, first Snake Eater. And then I yeah, thought <laughs> afterwards, uh, like you kind of mentioned, Trav, I then jumped to Death Stranding and how Kojima shifted from music that is specifically this overly, uh, again, corny, uh, lyrically, stuff mm-hmm. made for the video game into doing the James Gunn-esque curation of music for Death Stranding yes. uh, using generally uh, you know, published artist music that already existed and not having stuff created specifically for the song with a couple exceptions near the end of the game. And mm-hmm. 
I also think that approach is is fascinating as much as it's, uh, you know, in Kojima's case, it usually comes off as artsy-fartsy. That James Gunn approach is what led me to find a bunch of really, really good songs uh, from, so, for mm-hmm. example, the Peacemaker soundtrack. Uh, the song from yeah, episode three. Uh, what's it What's it called? Shoot. Uh, Six uh, Feet Under. Six Feet Under. Yes. That song, I the moment I heard that, I was like, I need to find that song that's going on my playlist because that song is a, a banger. Mm-hmm. And I listened to more of their stuff, and none of it's really as good as that one. That makes sense that that's the one they chose. But I, again, that's also like seeing that video game uh, directors are then now mm-hmm. now able to use their platform to mm-hmm. almost act as a as their own shared playlist, their own mixtape. Yeah, uh, speaking is fascinating. Speaking of, uh, you just reminded me. So, like, I really like Bear McCreary. Uh, he worked on mm-hmm. the soundtrack mm-hmm. for God of War uh the first one in ragnarok and he ended up doing the music for lord of the rings rings of power i have a lot to say about that we're not going to go into that right now because who but his music like to hear it in both scenarios is like really interesting because like you can hear some like god of war essence in lord of the rings which i thought was really interesting um and it, it's really cool that like he went from god of war to lord of the Rings show to back to ragnarok oh. to doing a song with hosier uh, he was he now, was the, the Walking Dead composer before God of War as well, right? I'm not sure if the entire series, but I remember he did work on some songs. He, there, I, yeah. I think he did the early stuff because I remember that name from that. Because yeah. then I heard that he was in God of War uh, 2018, mm-hmm. and I'm like, that's a weird choice. That show sucks now. Yeah, but it, not that he and, has anything to do with that. But you know, yeah, and he, yeah, he, uh, but he's done like a lot of work, and it's really interesting to see like a composer go from. The Walking Dead to God of War to Lord of the Rings to back to God of War. I haven't listened to the Valhalla stuff, but I don't know. It, it that to me just shows like the kind of range that you know this art form has mm-hmm. because you he he worked so hard with like a bunch of different uh singers. Uh, he had like orchestra people there, and it was just I don't know, it was just so interesting to watch this man create music for two things that I well. Two and a half things I really enjoy. Uh, yeah, Moriarty, you haven't talked in a hot second, so I'm going to throw it to you. <laughs> there, there's lots of things out there, right? Like, uh, we can keep pointing out different songs and things like that. Um, right. We, we can point out Still Alive from Portal, right? And be oh, like, look. Wow, this how did I not think of that? Oh, my God. An incredible song yeah. that's clearly a video game song. Um just listening to it, it's like, yeah, this is clearly yeah. a video game song. That's so uh, like 2010 music too, or whenever it came out. <laughs> and it's incredibly listenable. But yeah. I, I actually think it's more interesting to sort of see how these things are uh, combining in a way. And I, I think that we've seen this from, as you mentioned, GTA or Saints mm-hmm. Row, yeah. where they have these radios. And now to the mm-hmm. day where you've got, uh, you know, Fortnite debuting songs oh my God, and yeah. having Fortnite festival with the, the guitar hero stuff in it and being able to yeah. have all these song emotes and, and, and having, you know, all that kind of stuff in there with the radios. I mean, th- they did a big thing where they said, you know, hey, Eminem radio this month. And imagine how many millions of dollars got spent to just have a month of exclusively Eminem songs on a radio that nobody's going to listen to because they're busy shooting people. So I I think it's really interesting to sort of see this this movement to where now music is finding its way into games um, to the point where it is hard to point out a song that is from a video game that isn't uh, either 
designed to be incredibly commercial or, 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 um, you know, designed in some way to be very listenable or whatever, right? Like there's a lot of, I, I can see you pointing towards your doom thing back there. Oh, I'm <laughs> no, adjusting he's, he's, it. No, that was centering his friends. I'm, uh, okay. Yeah, I'm adjusting it. Sorry. <laughs> gotcha. I'm not trying to like talk shit about you by gesturing. <laughs> Audio <laughs> listeners do not inquire. Oh, swear to <laughs> Dang but, it. That, um, also, that is very much the pointing meme right there. Just like yeah, it really back. was. We it all was have like one pointing point. behind, looking. We all dudes. have one. <laughs> uh, so yeah, the, the the point being that um, I think it's really interesting how it's evolving. Mm-hmm. That we have this sort of uh, thing where now today um, I would not be surprised if most working orchestras are not spending more of their time producing video game music than they are producing or at least an equal amount of time producing video game music as they are producing uh, movies and television. I wouldn't mm-hmm. be surprised if a lot of these composers that we know um, are spending a lot of their time again working on video game compositions and i think that that is fascinating stuff where to to date one of the highest selling uh, uh symphonies this year or i guess last year was the sonic symphony that's what i was gonna say sold yeah. out instantly right yeah people to want dates. to go hear these things yeah. yeah like i i still regret that i wasn't able to do any of the zelda symphonies because i i just need to be at one of those at some point and nintendo mm-hmm. is nintendo so they don't really do them that often yeah and actually yeah go ahead, go ahead. I was just going to say, fun fact, I saw on Instagram that a place in London or somewhere in the UK, they're having an Elden Ring symphony, which I thought was really interesting. Oh, that's like, cool. That, that's not something you expect, like, at all. But, like, I, th- I don't know. I thought that was really interesting. Uh, it's it's an really like- interesting title because, I mean, no shade on the Souls games, but, uh, you know, they're not nearly at the level of sonic or mario for getting their own or zelda for getting their own orchestra so right it, that, so it's I, surprising but it's totally deserved in my well, opinion, and what'd be fascinating they have some great music with with elden ring what'd be fascinating is you could do a regular like uh performance that's entirely songs from elden ring or a souls game and not mm-hmm. tell them ahead of time that it's from that and people would just uh, consume that at that show oh, yeah. and like be all uppity song? about it yeah 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 ludwig song yeah uh the Elden Ring thing. Oh, there's so there's so many. I'm not I'm not gonna dive into that because I could just talk about Soulsborne songs for like hours. Claire, there is I'm this sort of idea that new things can't be good, right? And so when you've got this classical music, when when you're looking at you know Dvorak or whatever, and comparing that to That's what cool we've name. got in today's music, right? The Interstellar theme, End of Days or whatever it's called, is yeah. one of the most truly enjoyable classical music uh, compositions that have been written in, I don't know, a hundred years. And yet mm-hmm. if you played it for somebody and said, Hey, look, here's somebody playing this on, on piano, right? It's like, Oh wow. That's incredible. Who is that? And then you named whatever um, Christopher Nolan, right? Yeah. <laughs> it would go, Oh, that's not classical oh, music. And right. so there's this sort of weird bias against the, the uh, medium that this music is delivered to you in. So yeah. is it something where it was written for, you know, uh, a prince <laughs> in right. uh, Prague in, yeah, in right. 1620? Now, yeah. now it's real music. Yeah. I, I think that, that that's totally a thing. Like, I'm not even saying that, mm-hmm. like, oh, I thought you were wrong at first. No, like, I'm thinking about it more. And, like, there's this idea, and I'm not going to say freaking Mozart was bad or anything, but there's mm-hmm. this idea of, like, oh, well, I mean, they kind of just, like, pioneered this early form of music, or early, mm-hmm. quote-unquote. Um, 
there's a whole bunch of history we could talk about there that I'm not going to go into um, of how like, oh, well, like if this was the the first or earliest examples of this kind of music, that's like that's good music. Yeah. Um, but then you, you go into uh, um, uh, you, you have a guy that there's I don't know who the YouTuber was. I, I haven't seen him in years. Uh, this guy would just like play Zelda music out in public on a piano. Mm-hmm. Uh, and people would be like, oh, is this? And then they'd name some like old famous. Oh, that guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, like people would come up and be like, oh, is that uh, I literally only Mozart is the only name coming to mind. But Bach, they'd be like, Beethoven. oh, is this, this old? Uh, is, is that, Spielberg. Is that, is that yeah. God. Um, yeah. Is like, this Mozart? Is, is that, no, Mozart's yeah, is this washed. Mozart? This is Genshin like, Impact. No, this is Zelda. Yeah. This and is, yeah. like there are people, yeah. these people that are like, oh, this old music, this mm. we're, we're, you know, like almost unconditionally made to go oh this is good like objectively yeah. good and then we hear good music and go oh is this that old music that's really good wait it's new oh that's kind of cringe actually it's just yeah. the concept I, of legacy that's that's what yeah, a lot and, of it is and yeah. like i i come from so like I, I love metal music and like the there's so many metal elitists that like even with sub genres uh that kind of like really sleep tokens not real music your sleep tokens i think disturbed is cringe but, but then like you say like one bad thing about say like guns and roses and you are Satan that's not even metal what? that's not even metal that's see the, that's, that's what i mean but rock. then people are like no that's definitely that's metal. never and been then, metal he, it's mostly piano sad boy music i like guns and roses i like it when they sing yeah. about sex yeah, but i think that like for me for yeah. example that really helped me because like i like i said i used to be a metal elitist that was stupid of me despise it but now like since i've kind of grown out of that it really helped me to i guess show what i'm really into like other all all sorts of other kinds of music that i'm into whether it be video game music anime music television music because there's some bangers out there that no one talks about and now i'm just like i don't really give a piss if you think this is music or not because it is you're wrong shut up you're factually incorrect i will fight you butt naked in the middle of denny's parking lot what are you going to do about it fight me back well you're fighting a naked man you're going to get arrested boom everybody wins that happens a lot. Yeah. I'll say they took off my clothes. <laughs> I don't know where to go after that. If you want more of Sean fighting people naked and a bunch of extra exclusive content, such as discussions about different uh, artists that uh, our resident musician, All Hail Buckets, has had with just about each of us at this point, where he recommends music for us to listen to, and we then discuss it with him in a one-on-one setting uh, so that he can attempt to broaden our horizons Uh that stuff is available at patreon.com slash crub. Uh, the founder tier is only $5 a month, and it'll be going away uh, pretty imminently at this point. Uh, we don't have an exact date for that, but uh, the tiers will be changing, so you can get everything we ever do forever for $5 a month over at patreon.com slash crub. Uh, and uh, it's a lot of fun. We have a lot of exclusive bonus content. Uh, Mario Party game nights we uh, have been doing lately. Uh, we're... We've recorded six episodes, and only four ended up working because of how chaotic Mario Party ends up being and how poorly yeah. it ends up going. It's not a lot of yeah. fun. It's a lot of fun. Also Netplay. Also Netplay. It's mainly the Netplay, honestly. Yeah. Um, but with that, we're going to mention one of our Patreon questions of the week. That's one of the perks you get. Uh, you can ask us a question that we will answer live on air. This month's question comes from one Chef Kilo, who asks... Mm. Once I find it in my in my search here, where'd it go? Home. It went home. 
uh, I'm coming home. I found it. Uh, Kilo asked, if Thanos recollected all the stones and snapped again, which four of the Krub cast would disappear? Okay. Hmm. So real quick. Hopefully all uh, of us. I'm going to change this a little bit. Uh, I don't think Thanos takes the gauntlet. Uh, I think Moriarty is the one that takes it. Uh, (laughs) Why me? I just out of everybody, I feel like you'd be the one. Are you saying I'm the villain? I'm the villain. I'm the villain. (laughs) I'm I'm saying out of everybody, you actually. I don't. mm. Okay. Well, so if, um, it, what if M is the one who does the snap and then he disappears? All right, so I'm snapping. Yeah, yeah. yeah but he disappears as a consequence of it. Okay, yeah. so I'm one of them. I disappear. Yes, because that'd be good. That'd be good karmic justice for all that you've done. Um, Brody's immune because he's Canadian. Um, Makes sense. I think Nico leaving would be funny. Uh, no, I think it's just no, because I think it'd be funnier no. if Nico was still there and then he talked just, about how much he missed us every day. Yeah, 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 but yeah. he'd be but really like sad and it'd be really funny. Yeah. Or like he just doesn't know <laughs> or he just doesn't know we disappeared. He just continues to talk in the Discord like we're still there. He just I'll level know. with you. I would want to be gone because half my subscribers would be gone and it'd be harder to make money. Um <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna say uh I'm gonna say like- Trav Trav's gonna be gone. <laughs> Look, no, Em, em imagine the algorithm if fifty thousand of your yeah, subscribers yeah. disappear. Like, yeah. then you're like, now that's oh, that's a clickbait title. <laughs> yeah. Right? Like, imagine it's like, oh, suddenly we have to, A, the Google engineers are gone also, like half of yeah. them. So they're all over. How overworked. did the blip right. affect the okay. YouTube algorithm? It would have sucked. It would have sucked. Yeah. It would have. Moriarty's gone. YouTubers Tra- everywhere can't eat anymore. Trav's going to disappear. Brody's immune. Uh, Nico's there. Uh, Justin would disappear for a little bit, but somehow come back. So I'm going to count him. I don't know how he comes back. He'll just figure out a way. Uh, I'm going to act like I disappear. I don't really. I'm just going to dye my hair. This is my out. I just 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 disappear from society. Yeah, I just disappear from society. And Kevin, uh, I think you would disappear just willingly. Like the gauntlet would somehow know you want to go away. And she's like, well... What if the gauntlet you. took out all the sub, the depressed people, right? Like you snap yeah. it, and all the people want to go. Right? Well, that's what Thanos wants, <laughs> yeah. though. He wants a, a you know a happy society, so he should have wished for half of the depressed people or the half that wow. is depressed to go away, <laughs> right? Yeah. Everyone else is just happy. But then, pro- that then probably been a the good thing way that sucks. To go ahead, keep Trav. people from a uh, sorry. That would have been a good way uh, for Marvel to actually make people hate Thanos because there's a lot of people that think he's right. Well, and, and mm. a lot of those people that are yeah. depressed like Marvel, so it would be. Yeah, it's true. It'd be it's really true. the problem is if we got rid Hello. of all the depressed people, who's going to be making the coffee? Well, there's that, and there's also the the the, the ignorance is bliss type uh, thought process where a lot of the people oh. that are depressed have the the, the curse of uh, of knowledge. You know, where they're like, sure, I know yeah. the world sucks. I think you're just describing a sigma male. Yeah, no, sig- <laughs> no, sigma males pretend they're not depressed. So that's different. Oh, <laughs> I'm gonna, okay, um, okay, okay. You know, that's what I'm going to change my change my YouTube account to to Wolf Ko Sigma. That's what I'm going to no. do. You should. You should do that, that would, right I sh- now. I should not have said that out loud. That's awful. If, we get, should be if Krub hits 10,000 subscribers by the no, end of 2024. No, absolutely not. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Sigma. Yeah, I, I mean, we'll have, the, we'll have the shaved everything else but the mustache by yeah. then. So. And I'll, I'll just have After Dark playing in the background. That'll be the, ba- uh, the branding. I'm like a lone wolf. I know wolves hang out in packs, but I hang out alone. I'm a lone wolf. <laughs> I like to hang out with my pack, and my pack is just me and me alone. Also, don't oh, forget Lord. to subscribe to me, but if you don't, that's okay, because I am all that I need. I'm going to lift this. I wonder if my mouth p- picture is a um, different color now that it's nighttime. Um, anyway, I answer my question. Everyone else of- just because it, it happened, three different people in our Twitch chat 
said Justin is the Ant-Man of the group. <laughs> uh, all in once, right? Justin is the Ant-Man it, of the group. It Justin's actually did. Justin's the Ant-Man of the group. Justin yeah. is the Ant-Man. It's not even I like it was it. a repeated meme. Like, they all independently came to that thought. And they yeah, all said that, it at the same time. So I is, love it. Yeah. So, so is Justin then going to try and kill M by well, going wait, into M's butt and expanding? The- yeah, no, I was just going to ask, is it because of that meme? Like, is that why we're associating Justin with this? You know, I don't think we need an answer to this question. It's been okay. great being here this week. J-Tart 9 <laughs> This was inches. a great pod. Am I the only one who answered the question? <laughs> Hold on. Well, you answered for God. all of us. You answered for all of us. Ooh, what do you mean? Ooh, okay, while this. we're talking about Twitch chat, someone in chat said, who is Kang then? Also Justin, because he, uh, would, be, yeah, he would be gone. We would recast him. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 He's, we, yeah. Um. But yeah, this was a good discussion. I think we had a lot of fun, a lot of productive uh, discussion here. Any final thoughts on video game music before we call it a day here on the Krupcast? It took uh, a lot of effort for me to not talk about Doom. Yeah, I'm, I'm very proud of you, which also Killer Instinct, very good soundtrack. I, I almost really mentioned that too, actually. and I'm like, nope, that's Mick Gordon. That's, that's a workaround from Doom. Proxy. Yeah, that's, yep. I mean, literally the track for Fulgore sounds like Doom 2016. Oh, absolutely. So good. So. Uh, yeah. But first-person shooters you. have some of the best uh, uh, soundtracks I've ever heard. Mm-hmm. It's true. Have you ever heard the soundtrack Half-Life... to Super 3D Noah's Ark? Right. Half-Life yeah. 2, Left 4 Dead, Doom, Doom Eternal, Bioshock, Far Cry, Metro, Borderlands, Call of Duty. I mean, they're all really... Battlefield. Oh, the Battlefield yeah. theme is just enjoyable. I miss Fear Battlefield. is great. Um, Prey is great. The 2017 oh Prey. God, Prey. Um, the Prey whole Wolfenstein good. series, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, just Halo, everything. System Shock 2, the remake, which I've been playing again, has some of the coolest sound and music. Dude. So good. The reactor music in that game is like it's just really good. One of my favorite music tracks from 2023 from a video yeah, game. Yeah, and it's it's adaptive and dynamic, and yet still manages to just be this incredible experience. There's so much music out there, and so I think that the the whole concept of is it music is so dumb. Of course it is, it is. and it's go a waste, experience it's a waste it. of breath to even have that yeah. discussion. Yeah. It's better to just recommend which is why cool we music. monetized it. Yeah, Which is why well, we, we didn't we didn't waste our breath of that discussion. We wasted our breath by uh, sharing a bunch of really good video game music with you and uh, talking about what it means to us. So mm-hmm. we will see you next yes. week for another episode of the Crubcast. We don't have an outro still. Yeah.